Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you are watching or listening. This is the Holistic Monitor, and I'm your host, Nick Sconia. The Holistic Monitor is a wellness podcast featuring life energy research, health and wellness transformation, self-improvement and empowerment, philosophy, spirituality, and now guest interviews as well. We look forward to your comments on our YouTube channel, at Holistic Monitor, and you can also listen on the go with us at Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. And with that, let's get today's show started. At the end of a long, year-long journey that we had, I had everybody kind of map out what was this process like mm. and you know, what kind of journey did we go through together. Right, and then they right. took their maps and they walked each other through this space. Like, okay, at the beginning, this was really stressful. And I thought this lady was crazy. <laughs> we went through all this challenge in our team and then things started to get better. And now yeah. we're like happy, you know? And so yeah. it's like- They have a journey that they can kind of process through and say, yeah, achievement, we've achieved something, yeah. Yeah, That's and like we, we went through something and they're dancing, but they don't know it. You know, they're right. moving their bodies and they're they're kind of able to show one another in a new way, like what the experience of that process was like. And, right, right. and it, you know, just watching them do that was really fun. Yeah, and they were, really cool. yeah. So th those are just some examples of ways that those things might show up. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Monitor podcast. We are in season two in 2023. Our first guest interview of the year, Rochelle Archer. Rochelle Archer is the founder of Artful Leadership Coaching and Consulting, and she's an experienced expressive arts practitioner. She helps leaders prioritize their well-being to sustainably impact their communities. She has over 30 years of experience in child and youth development and a focus on marginalized populations. She leverages the power of the arts to promote creative expression and play. Rochelle is a sought-after speaker and lecturer at the San Diego State University, and she's also the host of the podcast, The Artful Leader. She believes that everyone can be a leader and that community well-being starts with individual inner work. And I agree. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Be sure to like, comment, and share. And with that, let's begin the interview. Okay. Good, good. Thanks for joining uh, the show today. That's great. Yeah, you're welcome. It's fun to be on the other side. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So you have uh, the artful... Um, the artful, the artful leadership leader. the artful yeah. leader podcast yeah. okay very good um all right so uh a little bio uh on you uh that you sent in um you're founder of the artful leadership coaching and consulting yes company yeah uh, experienced with expressive arts and you help leaders prioritize their well-being to sustainably impact their communities Sounds correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing that? I've been doing, um, actually, tomorrow is the third anniversary of Artful Leadership Coaching and Consulting, but I've been working with adults who are doing tough work in their communities for many years. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. And are, are you in San Diego? I saw something yeah. about the, oh, that's fun. That's a great city. Yeah. Love that city. Where are you located? <laughs> uh, Central Kentucky. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little different than San Diego. Yeah. A little <laughs> <different>. <laughs> I have a good friend from Kentucky. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Kentucky's fun. It's nice in the summertime. It's a little cold right now, but uh, yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, as far as your, uh, your work, it said, uh, you said uh, child and youth programs and development, uh, but you're not doing that as much anymore. You're more focused on the adults that work with uh, yeah. adolescents yeah. and kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Are you getting a lot of, um, as far as uh, the work goes, is it keeping you busy? It's a very sustainable industry. I definitely think it's a sustainable industry. I think for me, it's been a big shift going from like 25 years of being service organization and being a therapist right. to being an entrepreneur. And I, I made the jump from, you know, working at a, a nonprofit that was partnering with a school hmm. right before the pandemic hit. Oh, yeah. So it was a tough time to kind of launch out on my own. But I right. feel like at the same time, so many things that happened during the pandemic have made it more and more appealing for organizations to really focus on wellness and mm -hmm. for leaders to really think about how they're creating cultures where people want to stay and, um, you know, where, where people can, can be healthy and stick around for a long time. Right. So, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wellness is definitely seeing a big increase in people's awareness. Yeah. You know, they're wanting to really keep up to date with their own health, you know, yeah. um, and kind of take care of their own health too. Yeah, uh, as much as they can, you know, yeah. immune boosting, but also that uh, stress reduction, being a culprit of so much, um, yeah, you know, uh, development of of issues within the, within the person. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's great. Now, have you done a lot of traveling for the business at all, or are you centered specifically in San Diego? I have a little bit. I mean, the beauty of the world that we live in now is that I can travel just like this. Yeah, all right, right. <laughs> so, so I've been able to work with folks in. Boston and Phoenix. I've done some stuff in Maui. Oh, wow. Um, and so, yeah, so I have done some travel and also to the Bay Area in Northern California. Um, and then I work, I've done a lot of work with a network of organizations here in San Diego, okay. uh, you know, with my, my community, my home base here. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. That's great. And what yeah. is the, what is the typical uh, process that you go through? So typically people will reach out to me and say, hey, will you come do a training or hey, will you do some professional development? And then my question to them is, you know, what's the bigger vision? Because mm. I don't really believe in these sort of one time engagements as a as a consultant or a coach. I feel like it's really important to be in long supported processes with people right. as someone who was in an organization for a lot of years and saw folks come and go and not really support implementation of things we were learning. Mm. So that's really important to me. So I try to find out what the bigger vision of transformation is and what is it that they really want to create in their organization. And then I create a proposal from there based on whatever they're telling me they, they want and need and what their challenges are. And usually I walk organizations through kind of like a three-step process where we look at individual well-being, interpersonal well-being, and then institutional well-being. Mm -hmm. And we, we start by doing what I call like a community listening session where we get as many stakeholders together as possible mm -hmm. to find out what do you want? 
what is getting in the way, what's really the vision of thriving for this whole community and what's getting in the way and what are the resources that are sort of internal to the organization and the folks that are there. And then what are some resources that you might want to access? Mm-hmm. And then I got to build my specific interventions or trainings or coaching from there. And it usually kind of breaks down to things like teaching people, you know, beginning with helping people understand the stress response and the physiology of how stress impacts us. A lot of the folks that I work with are dealing with burnout and Mm -hmm. compassion fatigue, vicarious trauma, you know, things like that. And coming through the pandemic, I think there was just this general just isolation and kind of freeze response in people's bodies of just right. overwhelm. And um, so helping people understand and normalize some of those stress response and also helping people understand the impact of like adverse experiences in their lives that might also be playing out in the workplace and right. in their relationships with others and their mental health and giving them some tools and allowing them to practice that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we do some group coaching and then we kind of shift into interpersonal well-being where we look at, you know, what are the relationships like and what do we need to do in order to have functional relationships? I mean, I was doing some research recently and just kind of getting a sense of how much time we spend in the workplace and something like 90,000 hours of our lives. Unbelievable. (laughs) We spend in the workplace. And so an, an engagement is so important and the relationships that we have with one another in the workplace are so important. So we look at, you know, how do we want to interact and what are our agreements with one another? What's our mission? Like, what are we really here for? And I know it's very common for consultants to look at mission, vision, values, but I think it's really important to look at what do those values really look like in action so that they're not just, you know, cool sign on the wall with integrity, right, right. creativity yeah. or innovation or whatever, but like that only sinks and, so deep, you know, right. And, and Simon visual Sinek, mantra. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which is like as yeah. an employee or as a leader, a board member or a community member, how do I know what that looks like? Mm-hmm. You know, in the in a hot, sticky moment, what does it look like for me to have integrity or in a in a moment where innovation is needed? What does that look like? And so helping us kind of figure out what do those values and things look like in action and, and, and what are our agreements and also normalizing conflict like we know conflict is gonna happen. Right. Right. So how do we create some protocols on, okay, how are we going to communicate when things are kind of going sideways or we're butting heads and how do we do that in a way that is, mm-hmm. is helpful and moves us forward? So I teach a lot of nonviolent communication okay. wow. stuff. And yeah. then, um, and then we kind of move into how do we systematize these things that help? Right. right. And like, I'm, I'm thinking, it, basically. right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of like, I know James Clear's book, um, Atomic Habits Mm. is kind of a big uh, bestseller right now. I think he sold like 10 million copies and I finally got it. My my son gave it to me for Christmas and he talks about how you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. How about that? So, you know, like if you don't have a system or daily habits or regular habits for doing these things, Mm 
those goals are going to look real pretty. They look great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not going to get there. And so, I, yeah. yeah mm. So I do a lot of work with folks on like, okay, so what are the things that we're actually going to implement? And what are you going to do at your team meetings? How are you going to send those emails? How are you going to plan out your calendar for the year knowing right. there are certain times that get really hectic and then other times we need to pull back and reflect and debrief and take mm -hmm. care of each other and ourselves and when do we want to celebrate right, and right. have yeah. fun together mm -hmm. and give each other you know all those pat on the back and and all those things so how do we just create these systems um and then also looking at policies and procedures you know if we say like equity or things like that are in our values. Okay. Well, what about these policies over here? Right. That, that don't reflect the same thing. Right. Yeah. Or that are actually in conflict with that. Right. Or how are we empowering our employees or the community we serve to have a voice in what's going on? It just all those kinds of things. Right. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to, uh, or zooming into, um, the office? um on a regular basis to kind of begin instituting or um are you assessing from afar and then doing the approach within a couple of days what kind of you know uh, it, it kind of yeah it's a great question it kind of depends on the level of commitment from the organization and the budget that they have you know a lot of the organizations i've worked with so far have been a little bit smaller nonprofits. Right. Okay. that have to raise money, you know, to, to get this support. And so, you know, there've been a number of ways that I've done it where, um, like I've, I've done it where an organization was like, let's just, you know, carve out a few months and let's just bust this out so that we can really get some momentum. And so it was like every other week we were having coaching sessions and trainings and, you know, really moving some things forward. And I think that was really effective. Um, and sometimes it's a lot more spread out based on their calendars and, you know, right. how we had to get everybody on, on Zoom at yeah. the same time. And, um, and sometimes like I, like I have a client in Boston and sometimes I'll fly out and do like a retreat where it's okay. like a whole day thing. Yeah. And then, um, seminar kind of thing. Where right. Right. And where we'll really workshop some stuff together right. and get really clear on some things that are hard to do on zoom with a big group, yeah, you know? Definitely. Um, and then like the trainings and the group coachings are a little bit more, they're easier to do virtually, mm -hmm. but I also work with boards to kind of help connect boards, the board of directors oh, with, right. okay. you know, what we're doing. I think a lot of times in, in organizations, boards are kind of like, choosing the direction or they're the ones that are talking about the mission and the vision, but mm -hmm. there's a disconnect from the people that are actually doing the work. Right. right. And um, so I try to help kind of get folks on the same page yeah. so that there isn't that disconnect mm -hmm. where the board is dragging people forward or the board, you know, right. isn't aware of right. where the, the people on the ground want to go, you know, what their clientele or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's that's just kind of the process. Yeah, and wow. um, because yeah. I have that expressive arts background, um, I try to really incorporate as much creativity and imagination and play and reflection in you know all kinds of creative ways as I can into that process as well. 
Uh, did I see something about uh, dance and and uh, that kind of art expression? Or yeah. So, of... Yeah. So expressive arts is a is a form of kind of walking people through process of change that taps into all art modalities. So depending on who I'm working with, we might do body movement, we might make some music, we might make visual art, we might do creative writing, um, we might do role playing. Um, that lends itself really well to like creative, you know, communication workshops and things where we might have like the compassionate communication improv theater or right. you know things like that and then the dancing i've mostly done with organizations that um have a dance focus so right. they tend to be a little bit more comfortable but but even just walking around and moving our bodies and playing together um you know one organization i worked with for a long time and i probably will do some more at the end of a long year long journey that we had i had everybody kind of map out what was this process like mm. and you know what kind of journey did we go through together right, and then they right. took their maps and they walked each other through this space like okay at the beginning this was really stressful and i thought this lady was crazy <laughs> we went through all this challenge in our team and then things started to get better and now yeah. we're like happy you know and so yeah. it's like they have a journey that they can kind of process through and say, yeah, achievement. We've achieved something. Yeah. Yeah. That's and like great. we, we went through something and they're dancing, but they don't know it, you know, they're right. moving their bodies and they're, they're kind of able to show one another in a new way, like what the experience of that process was like. And, right, right. and it, you know, just watching them do that was really fun. Yeah, and they were, really cool. yeah. So th those are just some examples of ways that those things might show up. Okay. And, um, Looking forward, is it something that you're looking to uh, uh, increase, uh, you know, do it more, or is it something that you're looking to kind of maintain at a certain level uh, as um, far as ramping up, or are you looking to do that kind of development? Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely looking to expand. Mm -hmm. um, it's been such a pleasure to get an opportunity to work with, I've probably worked with like five organizations now and okay. taken them through like a long process. And it's really rewarding and really satisfying. And I, I look forward to doing more of that. And um, so I'm definitely looking for people who are looking to make some changes and do that in a maybe unconventional way. Yeah. And, um, you know, because we're not just going to sit around and go through a little training. <laughs> right, right. I mean, well, we're they're, they're used to that, right? They're used to a, a yeah. Zoom, Zoom training or whatever it might be, but yeah. having uh, physical expression and uh, the, the journey through the yeah. process i think that's fantastic that's great yeah Very cool yeah. honest conversations and something just in terms of the future i'm also working on my coaching credential now so that i can um really support the leaders more specifically because i find over and over again there's so much pressure on the leaders and yet they also have such a huge impact on the well-being and the culture yeah. of the organization and they need a lot of support and so i want to be offering more executive coaching and leadership mm -hmm. coaching so that folks can you know kind of handle what's going on for them and then also show up right. differently in the workplace um right right achieve that work the from the top down in a sense yeah, yeah. okay yeah. that's great and yeah. as far as and so the consulting is really the um, developing the programs for the 
yeah. Uh, business. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. the coaching is the arm that would work specifically with leadership to, yeah. uh, I assume anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And other leaders who might not be in a position to, um, hire me as a coach for their organization, but maybe they're in a middle management place and they want to expand or they have a big vision that they want to step into or, you know, artists, creatives, educators, you know, those right. kinds of folks who maybe aren't leaders, quote unquote, with the title and the yeah. pay, but who want to step into something bigger in their lives right. can also, you know, hire me as a coach to walk through those kinds of processes. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And as far as uh, trauma work, is that um, in the same realm with the consulting and coaching? You know, um, I did a lot of trauma work when I was doing the expressive arts therapy program okay. at the school for, you know, unhoused youth. And I've done a lot of that work and I'm a trauma informed coach. Okay. So I understand a lot about trauma and how that impacts us. Mm -hmm. But as far as like doing really therapeutic work with people, right. that's not so much what I'm doing anymore, mm -hmm. but I definitely bring that lens and I help train educators and leaders and creatives to have that lens when they're working with people so they can kind of understand right. Uh, you know, we have that stress and then we have when stress is too much and it becomes overwhelming and we have trauma and it's really important for people to understand how all of that, that process works. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good feather to have. For the people they serve, right. Or the people they lead, like being able to go, oh, that's what's going on right. for, and, for and me. To, yeah. To see it and recognize it and then yeah. address it appropriately. Yeah. Within exactly. the organization. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. As far as uh, the outcomes, you've seen a pretty good outcome as far as the businesses go, uh, you know, uh, getting good uh, testimonials or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I've definitely had some uh, folks be super appreciative and surprised by how right. effective the approach was and that when they started the process, they, I think a lot of people don't they have like a, maybe a small idea in mind of like, oh, we just want to be, you know, more aware of mental health in our mm -hmm. organization or whatever. And they don't realize the transformative process that they can go through. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't realize um, what needs to change in order for that to, right. to be really effective. And, um, and it's been cool to see people go like, we are now at a place we didn't even know we could be at. Mm -hmm. Um and sometimes it's like, oh, now you need to come back for another year because right, right. now we've opened up a whole can of worms and we have a lot of work <laughs> to do. And I really, you know, I started offering like six to 12 month engagements initially, but I really honestly with some of these organizations think that it's like a three-year process. Three years, you know? right. It right. takes it takes time and there has to be um, you know, people in the organization also get to step up and own some of it and yeah. start to you know, so I really try to collaborate with the natural leaders and different folks so that they start to really own it and make it their own. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so far I've gotten a lot of great feedback and, um, and have learned a lot about, right. you know, and that's why I started, that's why I said, Hmm, let me get my coaching credential because I felt like that was an area where I was like, I need to increase this mm -hmm. and maybe less of that and more of that. And, you know, those kinds right, of things. Right. Yeah, kind of fill in the blanks where you're seeing a little deficit where you can add more services in a sense. Yeah. 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 Round out yeah. your skill set. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. Well, it's definitely something I've noticed with, uh, with organizations that do wellness is that it, it kind of needs to be on a, like a monthly basis that they yeah. address wellness, whether that be yeah. uh, uh, yoga or a, a big fan of, you know, one day a month of just giving everybody time to explore different things in the wellness and you know health oriented uh, sphere uh yeah. bring in chair massage um you know for the for the employees uh, cater the lunch yeah uh yoga classes that sort of thing anything that they can do within their space of course and it depends yeah. on the organization how big but really even a, a 10 person uh organization can still benefit greatly from the yeah. the top the leadership saying all right we're giving back to we value you as a uh, as an employee as part of yeah. the family and we're giving back this one day a month and uh, centering around things um, uh, you know gaining new skills for recognizing mental health that sort of thing and I think yeah. stress reduction in general in the uh, in the corporate setting it's like uh, paramount very important yeah. you know feel valued and also yeah. feel relaxed and you know have something good to look forward to at the end of the month or beginning of the month or whatever yeah. um you know that all kind of goes hand in hand you can even have a wellness week hey <laughs> why not right <laughs> but one day one day out of the month is not, really not a lot for any organization to ask for uh, uh, as far as um cost and all that goes yeah. it's not like a lot of uh expense to do that but yeah. really, every organization is a little different but i feel like there's yeah. a lot of value that can be um, brought to an organization just by that positive energy that the uh, employees get off of feeling important or valued or respected for their yeah. time um, they can have a mental health day where they don't come in that day or whatever yeah. you know whatever floats your boat <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. uh, you know, a paid for day where the company kind of gives back to the structure that makes the company work. I think that's uh, it's fantastic when I see it. And it's unfortunately fairly rare. It usually stems. It's usually something you see that they will do once a year where they have that like, oh, it's wellness week or something like that. If it's a week long once a year, that's pretty good, too. But <laughs> one yeah. day, one day out of the year, it's it's uh, it's just not as powerful from the company down, you know, at least in my, my feeling of it. Um, yeah. And as far as uh, if somebody wanted to get into doing this kind of work, um, is it something that you're looking to expand as far as hiring other people or training other people to do? I mean, that would be fabulous, yeah. you know, moving forward right now. It's kind of little old me yeah. down here. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I would definitely love to train a team and really do this unique approach all over the place. And, um, and I really find that people are always really interested in these more engaging ways to do this work. Right. Um, one of the things that I, I don't remember if I even put in my bio, but I also teach at San Diego State and I help prepare young therapists, educators, mm. you know, psychology majors, okay. social workers, educators. And every time they find out that I have this arts-based approach, everybody's ears perk up. Yeah. They're like, whoa, we could <laughs> do this work in a creative way. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think there's definitely a lot of interest in that. And I would, I would love to expand, um, on, on all of that. Mm-hmm. Now you work, yeah. um, how would you, do you have a, a position at the school or is it just, um, uh, you're brought in within the curriculum? I'm a lecturer, a lecturer? so okay. I teach like one class at a time right now, okay. um, teach in the, in the child and family development department, um, with, okay. you know, family theory and mm. interventions and working with diverse families and at-risk folks and different okay. that goes yeah. back then to what you were doing mainly before yeah the lecturing and all that okay yeah yeah i love helping prepare people to come into this work in the sort of social impact sector with mm-hmm. with these skills right. <laughs> right yeah and and also that positive message too to yeah. you know an approach that i think uh it starts from the emotional, mental sphere yeah. and kind of works its way into the physical. Because uh, a lot of a lot of people learn you know, more um, um, handling situations more physically. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they take on the they take on the mental and emotional stress physically, mm-hmm. uh, having ways to express it and release it. And, and recognizing it when it's happening too, I think is really important to kind of stop, breathe, yeah. be aware of your surroundings and how you're reacting to yeah. a situation that may be going on. Um, you know, that goes into, I guess, depends on the situation, depends on how excited the energy is, how aggressive the energy might be or something like that. But yeah, to be able to act accordingly yeah. and to know that you need to hold back, you know, put the protective yeah. wall up if that's what's necessary for the, the brunt of the, uh, the strain and then know that you need to process it and all that. Yeah. 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 I think that that awareness building is such a huge part of kind of that, that artful leadership message yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is like in order to lead artfully, we have to start with that awareness of, of ourselves, what our own responses are of pausing you know, being really clear about how we want to move through things in a more intentional way. Because I feel like a lot of times there's so much pressure on decision makers and they do things that are reactive. And uh, and I see that with educators, with, you know, organizational leaders, folks that are, you know, doing crisis work or social services, like all these things. Mm-hmm. And if we can have a culture that allows us to slow down a little bit, so that we can pause and make a better choice and a less reactive space. Yeah. I think that that can go a really long way. Um, and it, to go back to your point about like when, you know, we have this buildup of stress and folks are not engaged or folks are not feeling valued. I was reading an article in Gallup today. Mm-hmm. I'm preparing a keynote for a conference and I was reading, it was something like, the cost of disengaged workers mm. worldwide is something like $7.8 trillion wow. loss of productivity. So folks think that they don't have the money mm-hmm. to invest in wellness. They're spending so much more on the back end in terms of healthcare cost right. to the employer. Because there's something like folks, I read something else that had to do with like the kind of physical health issues that can follow from various kinds of workplace trauma or burnout. Mm-hmm. And it's increase in certain kinds of health issues is like 30 to 50% higher. Wow. 
and the cost, you know, most people have their health insurance through their work. Right. So if you think like the cost to the workplace of all of that, you know, it's yeah. really worth making the investment in these wellness kinds of programs and making it not foofy and fluffy. Right. You know? It like, have to be foofy and fluffy. <laughs> right. It can be really meaningful and, and, um, informed. Right. And, and it can, um, you know, I think the more people practice, the more they start to see what is really helpful to people and what they need and responds in a more meaningful way. Um, so yeah, that, those are just some things that came to mind as I was preparing a talk today, just like these numbers that are just staggering. Yeah. That's amazing. Seven trillion, seven something trillion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, uh, you know that's something that you don't really they don't see it in in the moment in the minutia of their daily work and everything like that. No. But it's something that adds up, and it's just an unrealized loss or attrition. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. You know, un, unhappy employees. You know, they may leave, and then you have to hire and train new employees. The whole thing yeah. just a yeah very expensive uh, yeah. cycle for sure. Yeah. yeah. And the waste of time like that I've seen, like just like in education and social services, how much time leaders spend managing workplace drama. Right. Right. Like it's yeah. of relationships between people and conflicts. And right. instead of taking the time to build a healthy culture, to do all those things I was talking about, like, how are we going to work together? What are our relationships going to be like? Yeah. You know, all those different things and taking the time to slow down. They waste so much time just managing all of this. Right. Yes. You know, just trying, to, like, just trying to figure it out. Right. They're just juggling. Yeah. They're juggling. Yeah. yeah. And this little fire and that yeah. fire and that fire. Throw and another it. one in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did a really fun art activity at when I worked at the school. Um, that was a big team building process that we went through where I took portraits of every single person who worked there at the time was probably like 60 people or something. Mm -hmm. And then we um, had an activity where folks would like decorate. I printed them off in black and white and folks had an opportunity to kind of embellish the images. And mm -hmm. then they could come up with a title that really captured what they actually do okay. for their job. Right. Yeah. Cause people have sort of like their title and then right. it's like, what are they really doing? <laughs> and, um, and I remember our principal at the time, you know, he put on like a fire chief mm -hmm. helmet on his portrait and he put all these explosions and fires <laughs> around him. And he called himself like the fire captain. Oh, wow. That's what he really felt like as the principal. Right. He's putting fires out constantly, managing fires. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah. so it was a really interesting way to get inside and like how people really saw themselves in the workplace and, and what mm. was going wrong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> was right. Or, you know, the humor people had about it or the, the, the desperation people had yeah. about yeah. it. Well, yeah, exactly. A fireman with fires all around. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> Yeah, like, hmm, I don't, are you okay, man? Right, right. And, <laughs> and and perhaps in that role, he didn't even realize, hey, I'm, you know, I feel like a fireman. But now he has a way to kind of, um, you know, visualize it. Yeah. And then work with it because he's, yeah. you know, am I just putting fires out all day? Yeah. You know, and everybody's position, I would imagine it would be very similar. Like it gives them a chance to visualize their position yeah. and how they feel about it. And they may never have thought about it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't like their job. 
and uh, I imagine um, in that exercise you'd find a lot of very interesting interpretations of, yeah. of what people think uh, of their job or of their position, their yeah. role within the yeah. company. Yeah. yeah, we had another person who was like the patron saint of crazy situations. Oh. <laughs> you know, we had like a lot of, we had like a That's teacher great. who, when I took her portrait, she decided to do a handstand so that she looked, you know, she was upside down in her picture and she was oh the king gosh. of her picture. <laughs> you know, so she was like, ah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, it was it was really it's these sort of creative ways of exploring our identity in the workplace and um, and also who we want to be as leaders or it can be really really interesting mm -hmm. things come out that would never have come out in a conversation like a regular like what's bothering you what's stressing you out like and it, we get to understand each other better and. Yeah. see things in, with some humor and also with some sensitivity, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And as far as um, your initial training, is this something that you uh, worked on? Did you go to university or college for this? And um, was this specific, you had in mind what you wanted to do and kind of in that direction you went? So um, I got my master's in expressive arts therapy and I was already working at the school where I, you know, the Monarch School, where I worked for 20 plus years. Okay. And I knew that I was really interested in education and organizational development. And so when given the opportunity, I chose a focus of coaching and consulting. Mm -hmm. And so I studied under some like world-class masters who go into organizations and do really cool um experiential interactive kinds of of coaching and consulting work and um for many years i ran a therapeutic arts program focusing on the young people and we did super creative mostly community-based mm -hmm. work with them because just to kind of zero in in that setting there was so much trauma and so much transition there was no way that you could provide enough one-on-one -on -one therapy for the students and their families, you know, right. who are sleeping in shelters and on the streets and dealing with all these immigration issues and different things like that. Mm -hmm. But we could create a community right. that was really fun and optimistic and creative and caring. And so I would do that in the classroom with them. And we do like all these really cool group activities. Yeah. But I always had in mind, one day I really want to shift and do this with, with leaders and yeah. with organizations and teams of people because I just saw how powerful it was. Right, and right. You know, I think a lot of times we think of art as like, it's for the kids. Yeah. And it's really, right. <laughs> it's really not. I mean, it can be, right. but it's, but it can be a really fabulous way for people to kind of get out of their, like, mm -hmm. you know, the ways that they're kind of Dolphins. stuck. in Right. Yeah. And um, so so it's been really fun. You know, I started to shift into doing work with adults when I was still at the school. I became the social emotional learning coach for the whole team. Mm. And I started to practice a lot of these things in, you know, team wellness sessions and different things like that. And I got such a great response that I was like, you know, when I'm ready, I'm going to go do this. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. And so then I, you know, then I, I started my program, but, you know, my own program. 
But, uh, but yeah, and that's the crazy thing. There is actual training in this world to do this right, work. Right. And um, I actually I went to a very unique school that's based out of Switzerland hmm, okay. called the European Graduate School. And they train folks all around the world to do expressive arts therapy, education, consulting, and coaching. And then there's an institute here in San Diego called the Expressive Arts Institute. And that's where I did the bulk of my co coursework. And then we would go to Switzerland to European graduate school for the summer. Oh, that's great. So very, very interesting um, education process and being able to work with international, you know, masters who created these methods and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you have you traveled a lot? I have. I grew up as a missionary kid. Oh, wow. So okay. I think that's partly why a lot of this stuff kind of calls to me as right. I grew up living in a pretty alternative kind of setting as a, you know, in communities, like living communally. Right. And um, so I, I lived in Holland and Belgium and mm. spent some time in Italy and then came back to the States. And then, you know, I've been to Vietnam and Laos mm. and been around the U.S. And yeah, so it's yeah. I love traveling. Cool. Uh, favorite uh you have a favorite city you know it's funny one of my favorite places and i did not expect this is luang prabang in laos mm, okay it is this little mm. city in the mountains and it's a world heritage site oh, so wow. okay. there's just all these temples everywhere and the mekong river runs mm. through it and it's just, it's so gorgeous and yeah. the culture is just so fascinating and there's, the food is amazing. Yeah, that was a really cool trip. I was invited to take, to be a chaperone with a, a team of youth from the school who were playing volleyball and there was oh. a volleyball diplomacy trip to them in Laos and so they got to go and play volleyball with youth in Vietnam and Laos and um, wow. the San That's Diego great. Diplomacy Council put that together. And because of my background of travel and also my skill in like multicultural interactions through the arts and creativity and community, they invited me to be a part of that process and, and, wow. and be a chaperone. So, so that, that added to the reason why I also love the trip, but yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Very cool. Laos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very, uh, is it tropical? I think that's a oh, tropical yeah. country. Yeah, yeah. So we were there during like monsoon season. Oh. So it was just pouring oh, down rain, but still so beautiful. And and yeah, very, very cool little place. Very nice. And are you grounded in uh, San Diego? That's kind of where you're at, where you're staying? That's where I am for now. I have a teenage son and he's in high school. And mm -hmm. so um, he's a freshman. So I am... You know, hanging in here yeah. until he decides to go elsewhere. He's telling me he wants to go. He he recently fell in love with the Icelandic singer Bjork, and oh. he's to go live in Iceland. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see. Oh, he's great. talking about mountains and and you know places where there's actually snow because San Diego is always so sunny. I think he's tired yeah. of it. But, right. So we'll right. see. I mean, it's a great but, climate um, in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had to pick a place. For sure. But yeah, I think, you know, I'm open to exploring new things once once I've kind of got him. Right. Off See where you end up. Yeah. 
yeah. But yeah. I've yeah, I've been here for over thirty years now, so it feels like home. And but it might be time for it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to uh, head north and enjoy some of the winter. You know, <laughs> some of the ice yeah. and snow that we get. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and um, uh, you, your podcast has that been a, a new project since the um, pandemic, or has it been going on for a lot longer than that? It actually started in at the end of 2018. Okay. Um, and I it was when I was in the process of kind of envisioning my next steps and I was experiencing quite a bit of burnout myself at the school. And I really wanted to kind of get out of the little vortex that I had been in there for such a long time. You know, we're in, when you're in a place like that, it can be yeah. so all consuming. Yeah. And, um, and I had been there, you know, since I was in my late twenties and mm. I was, you know, I was, had been there for yeah. 20 some years. And so I decided to start talking to other leaders who were working in the arts, education, healing, um, social justice, just to kind of find out what are you up to? What inspires you? What keeps you going? What are your challenges? Mm -hmm. And um, and so those are all on YouTube called the Artful Leader Interview Series. And I probably did about 60 interviews there. Oh, fantastic. And then, um, so I'll link and to that as well the podcast well, okay so yeah so that's description yeah. yeah and then and then i decided to kind of shift to an audio version to make it a little bit more accessible mm. to folks for a long time i was streaming it live into my facebook group i have a mm. facebook group called artful leaders connect and uh, i was doing it live there and then putting it onto youtube but then since last spring it's been almost a year that i've been doing mostly just audio, audio. Right. Yeah. But it's been a great place to connect with folks who are, you know, excited to lead in a different way mm -hmm. and to lead, with, you know, creativity and heart and uh, mental health and healing at the center. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of really interesting conversations there with people doing super cool stuff all over the world. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You find your own community within the, the sphere yeah. of the podcast yeah. world or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that, so to find you, uh, the listeners and watchers, um, they can find you on YouTube. Yeah. The... Yeah. And I'm actually, I'm shifting over to, for a long time, I was just putting everything on my personal YouTube and now mm -hmm. I'm kind of rebuilding a new channel. So if you go there, yeah. you'll see like two leaders, but it's at the artful leader at YouTube. Okay. But I think the best places are, um, the podcast itself, just, you know, anywhere you stream, audio podcast, The Artful Leader. And um, and on Instagram, I'm pretty active at Artful Leadership. And um, LinkedIn, I have my website, rochellearcher.com, focuses mostly on burnout and working with educators because um, I haven't had a chance to kind of update as things have been changing. But those are all some places folks can find Fantastic. me. That's great. Well, thanks for joining us today. You're really so welcome. A, you know, great to hear your message. And uh, it sounds like you're doing amazing things. Thank That's you fantastic. so much. It's yeah. a pleasure to be here. And um, I wish you all the best with everything you're Thank doing you. with the podcast. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Rochelle Archer.
that is the artful leader and her youtube handle is at the artful leader and she has the artful leader podcast which is available on all major podcast algorithms her ig in her instagram is artful leadership and her website rochellearcher.com that is r-a-c-h-e-l-l-e a-r-c-h-e-r.com this is the holistic monitor podcast and i'm your host nick sconia until next time my friends be well